welcome to the show. This is A Mountain to Climb, the podcast where we talk about anything from business to conspiracies. I'm Joe Marshall. I'm Brigham Green. And I'm Jerry Johnson. All this right. is episode three. Alright, so last week our actionable item was to watch The Secret. How did that, that go for you guys? I didn't watch it, but I listened to it. Yeah, I, yeah, I watched it. I listened to it. Yeah. Which was said, read or listen and, right. and then or and watch but i mean also, i think um, it's the same information the vision boards i i got my board i just haven't printed my um pictures out i haven't <clears> set <throat> it all the way up which i think is okay i mean we all stayed on track and listened to it which is good but like we said in the last episode the vision board is you know an ongoing thing yeah i got all my pictures saved on my phone but my printer for some reason wouldn't print them so I have them all ready to print, and then my vision board will be done. Which I might try the in the heavy checklist they talked about. You know, just like doing a a collage board online, and then you just send it to a print shop and just print a big old poster out. I might try that out for mine. I'll probably just do some printouts, yeah. especially since it's ongoing. It's a lot easier to change. You just remove one picture and put another one on. True. What's one thing that's going to be on your vision board i have a house on there uh family and my my spirituality i want to be more um knowledgeable with the scriptures nice so like have i can't remember the scripture verses but i have some verses i want to put on there that i want to implement in my life what about you i'm gonna put a dolphin helicopter on there because i want one i will have one um, a house with a big chunk of land and a bunch of cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have a nice house on mine. I found the perfect house that I want, and it's not too far from us. It's in Logan, and it's like the perfect house. It has a 20-car um, showroom garage, and it has a greenhouse, which Mary would love. And it has 10 acres, so I, it, there's plenty of room to put animals and chickens and stuff. So it's just the whole package. Which I think anyone listening to this, yeah. Mary's JJ's wife. Yeah. Have you ever had any um, like manifestation work in your life? I know I have. I just, mm. I don't know if there's anything that's coming to the top of my head. I mean, on Sunday, I was cleaning out my garage and I'm like, Got a tailgate to a truck that I need to get sold. And I looked up there and I'm like, yeah, I need to get that sold. And just for months, you know, zero interest. And then all of a sudden today I've got, you know, two people interested in it. So From an ad that you posted previously? Yeah, like five months ago. Wow. It's crazy. I think most of my vehicles I've owned, I've always, like, dreamed of having those cars. And once I've noticed that, then I just thought I need to dream bigger cars. I first dream truck was a 97 7.3 and I got that OBS 7.3 and then my next one was having a Super Duty then right after I got my 6.0 Super Duty I wanted the 6.4 King Ranch I even had a picture of that exact color and everything of it for a couple years and then I finally got that one for free see manifestation yeah that's crazy and then I traded and as I was fixing that free one up for that I got I kept telling everyone I was going to sell it for 20 grand, and I got 20 grand out of it from a dealer. Wow. 
That's so crazy. Was it, was it worth that? <laughs> it was, like, when I think about it now, there's a lot of manifestation. Which I think the biggest thing, and, I mean, it goes about it in the book, about manifestation is just the fact that thoughts become actions. Yeah, it's just an energy that you're pulling into your life and that you're putting out into the universe. I think an important thing that we need to make sure we don't overlook is that you can't just wish for things. You have to actually put forth effort and action. Yeah. Yeah, with 100%. that truck, I put about $9,000 into it to make it able to sell. Like, I gave it a new paid job. Brand new wheels, brand new, like, the interior was all done. So I put a lot of work into it. It was all just spare time <clears throat> that I was doing on it. One of the things that I liked about the book, and as soon as I get a minute, or hopefully I can convince my wife, Julie, to do it for me, print out some window stickers that say, thoughts become things. I'm going to stick it up on the windshield, like, to the left of my rear mirror. That way it's just kind of always there, because I'm in my truck every day, so. Yeah. I drive, I do a lot of commuting, so. Then it'll just be a daily reminder I almost wrote it with Sharpie like, right there while I was listening to it, but then I'm like, I'll just do a window sticker. I think I'm going to implement um, doing, writing down what you're grateful for, having gratitude every day. Yeah, that was good. I was going to bring that up. I think the gratitude part was a really good point. It's something that can always be improved upon. Improved upon. And it talks about um, you have 60,000 thoughts a day about, and kind of just have to monitor your thoughts because sometimes your thoughts start going crazy you're getting stressed or something just monitor them and change them i think the gratitude part i mean i think the biggest thing about it was even just the simplest things like one of the examples in the book was you know just being grateful for getting a parking spot yeah yeah or one of the other examples was when she got out of bed, then she like, and she stepped on her foot. This was grateful. Stepped on her toe. Huh? Is that the part where she stepped on her toe and she just had a bad day the rest of the day? No, she was saying that like just as she steps out of bed and she steps on one foot and she's like, I'm grateful for my feet. Like just something as simple as starting your day off with just being grateful you have legs. Yeah. Like that little picture that's on the internet where there's a guy in a car that like wishes he had like a nice car and there's someone on a bike who wishes he had his car and then there's someone who doesn't even have a bike who wishes he had a bike someone who doesn't even have legs who wishes he had legs yeah. yeah like it could always be worse so it's good to just be grateful for where you are in your journey and your path and then good things will come from it i think uh the the book or the, the whole secret had a lot of actual items, I think, that we can implement. Yeah, it did. I think a big one we can do, which we can talk about later, is meditating. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, every single one of us commutes majority of the time. It's as simple as just either the, when you get home in the driveway, take five minutes and just start meditating or manifesting it seems like the easiest time for me like either right before I pull out of the driveway or right as I pull in the driveway you know I'm not interfering with my family life yet I haven't you know walked into the 
to the door of the house to be bombarded by the family yet so I can take five minutes and just project my future. It would probably take a lot of practice to be grateful right when you wake up for me because when I wake up, I can't even think. I'm so tired, I don't know. I could barely make it into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Which, we can create an episode about that, I think. Um, I think there's a lot of things we can do to better our, our night and morning routine. Yeah. Like Andrew Herberman and Dr. James... Don't know his last name it's, it's, it's like seven syllables long <laughs> anyways they one of the things that dr james talks a lot about is like i think magnesium oh yeah is a really good thing to take before bed and what, what does it do we'll have to look into his his stuff and try to find some more research because i'm not 100 percent positive but he puts a lot of stuff out they say and I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous episode, but it was Dr. James said that if it's between working out and sleep, he says sleep every time. So if you get to bed late one day and your typical routine is to wake up at five, go work out, but you got to bed at 12 versus 10, then he suggests sleep. He says sleep's better. Hmm. Probably better for your health or something. I don't know. Better for your recovery, probably. I think it's probably better all all, all along, over. all over. Yeah. I saw another thing that was really interesting to me about working out. I'm not going to quote it perfectly, but it was along the lines of working out isn't always top priority. Yeah. Which that kind of hit me pretty hard because like, sometimes I really try to make sure I can work out in my daily routine. But then there's also some days where, you know, you wake up at five or six, get to work, and you don't get home till 12 because you're just out there grinding, trying to support yourself and your family. And it's a time like that that, you know, working out is just not number one priority. But I think working out is definitely something that should be instilled into your daily life as much as possible. Yeah, I need to get back on. If I buy this house across the street, we just go get some weight set and put it in the shop. John has an extra weight set. I know where a a bench and a bar is that I could have for free. A barbell would be able to do most of your workout, or most of your muscle groups. Where are you going to get it for free? There's a flip down in Ogden that one of our friends is working on. It's just sitting in the garage, trash pretty much. Dang, you should get it. It's pretty old, but... Is there weights with it or just the bar? I don't think there's weights. Oh. I didn't look close enough, but it's it's a bench and a bar. So, which you could probably fab up a stand pretty easily. Yeah, I probably have enough material in my backyard <laughs> to just fab fab up one of the the actual stands. Not yeah. for a bar, not for a bench, but for for um, squats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And cool. weights aren't that hard to get. Like, you can pick them up on KSL for pretty cheap. I've seen them all, my whole life. People are trying to give them away for... Most of the time, they're dumbbells. Yeah. But even dumbbells are good to have. Yeah, when I was living here, then we had 15s and 35s, and we did all of our workouts with those. I really like doing incline dumbbell presses. I like that more than a bench press. Bench press isn't my favorite, but I like... I really like the deadlifts and the power cleans and power snatches. 
and squats, obviously. Can't forget about squats. But all my favorite workouts are with a barbell. Now that I'm thinking about it, I really like bicep curls too. I like working. So I do a, a lower upper routine. My legs are already fucking huge. <laughs> so, which, I mean, they're not like massively toned, but they're not fat. They're pretty solid. So there's a lot of days where I'm like, screw it, it's leg days. So I'll either skip leg day or I'll go on leg day and I'll just switch it to chest because sometimes I skip chest day. And so like, I'll just work my chest out. That's only on the hectic weeks. A good week though, I, I'll get both. I'll get both groups in twice a week. So I started liking legs better recently, but before like a few years ago, I was just, I'd always skip leg day, but now I like it a lot more. So is there anything else with the um, secret or manifestation? Which that's what I was just about to bring up is maybe we should all just kind of bring out or highlight three points that we are things that we got out of it that need to be one for instilled me, into our daily life. One for me was definitely the gratitude. Which I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I was going to say gratitude also. Because I could definitely work on my attitude a lot of the times isn't very positive about things, which I think if I focus on gratitude, that, that would change. Which in the book, it just kind of straight up said having a positive mindset increases your ability to bring manifest stuff. Yeah, you're more like creative or you come into a situation where you things can just come to you, I guess. It says not to worry about the end of the road just worry about 20 feet in front of you i've known about the secret since i was little like eight yeah same my mom watched it she had the dvd and we watched it like over and over when i was a kid yeah i watched a lot when i was a kid too i think i even listened to the book when i was a kid i had a vision board when i was a kid i don't think i, I wish any. i still had it you don't have pictures or anything no dang that'd be cool that'd be interesting to just take a look at it i don't think i had a vision board but i remember trying to visualize I remember doing so much visualization. Me being behind the steering wheel of a Mustang, like, all the time. And I was, like, seven years old. Did but it happen? It did. I got a Mustang. Fuck yeah. When I was, I think, 19, 18 or 19. Hey, that was a pretty good deal, too. Yeah. When you traded your Audi for it. Yeah, my Audi was a hunk of junk. I'm the only one who has had a Mustang. <laughs> did you want one? Actually... When I was little, like, eight, nine, that was my dream car. My neighbor had, like, an 08 Cobra. That's a nice one. Which... It wasn't a Cobra. It's probably GT500. It had a Cobra badge. Yeah, GT500. Shelby. Yeah. So it's probably... The Cobras were 0304. But I just remember, like, I didn't really understand all the, the trims and the difference between it. But I remember looking, I'm like, what the freak? That's a nice car. Like, that looks like a Mustang. But there's no Mustang badge on it. Just a snake. I'm like, what is that thing? That's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> GT500. It's crazy. He just had it parked on the side of the road. It's a nice car to have parked on the side of the road. But I don't remember. I think when I was like 14, 15, somewhere in there, that's when I like switched over to liking Dodge. And then I started like getting into muscle cars and found out what the challenger was. 
that thing's freaking awesome. Then I decided I like the Challenger more than Mustang, but I like them all. I like them both. I also used to want a 2012 Power Stroke for a long time, and now I have one. When I started getting into trucks, I always wanted a Super Duty. Well, I just wanted a big diesel, and then I've had two now. How many trucks have you had now? I've had four. I no, think. I've had five trucks, and they're all, they're all Ford. Fords. I've had four, four trucks. Two OBSs and two uh, Super Duties. My first truck was a 97.3 diesel with no turbo. That thing was sweet. Four-door long bed. You drove it from Ibapod to Salt Lake with no alternator. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> That's when you were riding behind a semi. <laughs> yeah, my, my alternator was bad, and I didn't know for sure if it was bad. I just kind of thought it might be. And I had to drive it from Ibapod to Salt Lake, or to Bountiful. That's where my mom lived at the time, and I needed to... I needed it to be at her house, and um, I didn't have a new alternator for it, and I didn't even know if the alternator was bad for sure. So I drove it to Wendover, and right as I got to Wendover, the sun was like just barely setting. And once you get to Wendover, you still have like an hour, and probably like an hour and a half to get to Salt Lake, right? It's it's a hundred miles to Twilla. So. And hundred miles is about an hour and fifteen minute drive. Hour and twenty minute drive, and then Bountiful is like another thirty minutes from there. Yeah, so about about an hour and a half drive. But my all my electronics stopped working because <laughs> my battery went dead. But it had uh, the fuel injectors were mechanical, so they didn't shut off with without power from the battery. So it kept running, but I didn't have lights or radio or nothing. My power. Uh, my power steering still worked because that's belt, that's belt driven. Belt driven, yeah. So I guess just my lights stopped working. So I was just tailgating semis because they'd stay on the highway the longest. <laughs> I could. It was so dark. I couldn't see the road. I couldn't see. Couldn't see anything because there was no moon. It was super cloudy. No stars. It was just pitch black. And the drive from Wendover to Salt Lake, there's nothing. It's just salt flats. So. That was pretty crazy. When I had my 7.3, my power stroke, I remember when your alternator went out and my alternator was going out. I was like, I can make it to work. JJ drove to Salt Lake with his. <laughs> I get stranded on the road. Because <laughs> you had electronic fuel injectors? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, JJ's must have been old enough back in the good days when your car could still run without the alternator. You could take the battery out and it'd still run. Yeah, I thought I was good because I remembered his was. So I tried going to work and got stranded. <laughs> I've been stranded a few times from alternators. One time, um, I got stranded with my old Ford Ranger. I ran out of gas on my way to work, and I was like, probably a mile. I still had a mile to go on the freeway. So, I turned on my flashers and got out and started pushing it from like just opening the driver's side door and pushing it and steering it at the same time. So I, I pushed it to the freeway exit and coasted it as far as I could. So the exit was kind of downhill, and I coasted it as far as I could, and there was a gas station right across the street from the exit. So I walked over to the gas station and bought a gas can, filled it up, walked back to my truck, and put it in, and my battery was dead because of my flashers. <laughs> so it wouldn't start. Dang, that sucks. So I had to call Mary at, like, five o'clock in the morning and she came and jump-started me 
Now they have little pocket jump starts. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Well, they did back then, too, but I didn't have one. I still don't have one. <laughs> I have Stevens, but it's not mine. He probably wants a vaccine. <laughs> he probably forgot about it. He might have. I flew off the road one time with my Ranger because the road was icy. And there was a slight uphill right before the freeway entrance. And as soon as I hit that uphill, I flew off the road and drove through somebody's fence. Luckily, I didn't get stuck in their field. I just drove back on the road and finished, <laughs> finished driving to work. But I had just barely repaired the front end of that truck. A couple of weeks later, smashed the grill on that fence. Dang it. Corey still has that truck, huh? I think he sold it to his son, and then I don't know if his son still has it. Every time I see a white Ranger around here, I try to see if it's my old truck. Oh, I've had two Rangers, too. Oh, yeah. Forgot about those. I had a Ranger, a different Ranger than the one I was just talking about, that leaked a little bit of oil. And I stopped driving it forever and then sold it to my brother-in-law. And I guess when he went, came and picked it up, he didn't check the oil. And all the oil had leaked out. <laughs> Sees his motor. His motor seized like a mile <laughs> away from my house. <laughs> so that was unfortunate. My second Mustang put new tires on it and it's like a blizzard outside. And I'm like, man, this, these tires are pretty good. And I'm still going like 70. And then a car in front of me spins out. So I try to like go around him and then I start spinning out and I hit the freeway wall. <laughs> <laughs> but I. I slowed down enough to when I hit it because my front bumper was already loose because it had already been in a wreck before I bought it. So I didn't, I couldn't tell any damage from when I hit the wall. Was that your, which Mustang was that? The blue one. The blue one. Yeah, I've had three Mustangs now. Mustangs are cool, but there's some other cars I want that are cooler. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of cars out. I want a wide body Supra. Dude, that green one I sent, I don't know if you follow that account. But it comes up on my feed daily. Almost every time I see one it's posted, I want to just send it again. That thing looks so good. I should follow them. That's a sweet car. It's a sweet car. So is Dodge done doing the Hellcat? I think this is its last... 24 is the last year. Dang. Well, at least they in the Challenger. It. I'm sure GM those... and Dodge discontinued their muscle cars. They'll still produce a, a crate motor. Which, that'd be pretty fun to get a Hellcat crate motor. What'd you put it in? Anything. Your Jeep? That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> you should put a Hellcat crate motor or a Coyote crate motor in your Jeep. The new Coyotes, the, they're 500 horsepower stock. Steven is putting Coyote in the 71 F-250. He, yeah, got, he got it the other like day. The best he got the style of the old trucks. I know. I think it'd be cool to put a 4BT Cummins in the Jeep. A 4BT? What's that? It's just a, four, it's just a straight 4. Oh. Just a Cummins. Cummins. You yeah. want to make your Jeep weaker? It would be a little weaker, but it would have a lot of torque. <laughs> There's a guy who did LS swap in one of those Jeeps. It's pretty fast. There's a lot of LS swaps. A lot of them are pretty cool. Must be a good motor. The LS is a, has a small, it's a push rod, so it, 
it's narrow. The motor is narrow, so, so it they fits can fit in, in a lot anything. of things. Huh. If you could have one sleeper, what would it be? Probably um, an old 50s Ford truck. I really like the old step sides. Step side. Small, short bed, lower them down to the ground. Yeah. And then just put a before they, up motor. Before they look like modern trucks. Just the side step that goes from the, when you open the door from the cab, clear to the bed. And then it has that wheel hump. That big wheel hump. It's where the really tire is. I'd probably do Mary's van. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so cool. Did you ever see that the rendering of the, the grocery getter? There's a rendering of a Hellcat minivan. Yeah. Didn't they make that? I don't think it was ever production. Oh. So, so I is. for sure they did. I don't think it was ever a production line that Dodge put out. That's We're trying to convince Mary to get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the new Ford, or the new Ford Mustang, the 24s look freaking awesome. Yeah, the Dark Horse edition, sweet. I've been seeing them all over Instagram. I'm like, dang, that thing's sweet. They're supposed to be coming out. So there's like a reveal, a Mustang reveal. I'm talking about it being um, like a Cobra Mustang or a new GT500. They're saying that they're thinking it's going to be a supercharged six-speed. Pretty sweet car. Have you ever been in a situation where you could have died after it was over? I've been in a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My first time I thought I could die was I was like eight years old. I almost drowned on the farm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. In Idaho. No, no so it was There was a There's some a settling pond, so all the rainwater would go in the crows, then the crows were sloped, and it would settle all into this, like fifteen foot deep pond. And it was all concrete. It was like a pool, but it was for runoff from the crows, and it grew. Some kind of plants grew on the top, and it was completely level with the cement, and it was the same color as the cement. So you couldn't even tell where the pond started. And I've never seen it before, so I'm just walking around it. I live there, and I'm just wandering the farm, and I just drop in. And I remember, like, I'm just sinking the water. Like, the light's getting darker and darker as I'm sinking, and I see floaties coming up from my eyes. And I'm, at first, I'm just looking around, like, because I didn't know what was going on, and I start, like, panicking because I can't breathe. So I go up to the surface... And I remember just seeing the splashing, because I'm splashing that crazy, and water's splashing all in my eyes. And I sink again, go back to the surface, splashing like crazy, and Steven grabs me and pulls me out. <laughs> and then I'm just crazy. thinking, my mom's going to be freaking mad, because I stink so bad. So I'm like, dang, how, how am I going to tell mom? <laughs> and then after he learned how to swim, he was so scared of the deep end. <laughs> I used years. to make fun of him. I was like, come on, you know how to swim. What's, what's the deal? But he had all this trauma from almost drowning. <laughs> he has a lot of water trauma. <laughs> I, would, I would hold on to the, the side of the wall and go out into the deep end. And I would <laughs> swim around, but I would never get far from, from the, wall. the wall. And then I would just... Like something would trigger in my mind. I'd hurry and grab the ball. I'm done. <laughs> Man, that was a long time ago. And then, 2009, I think I was 15. It was right after I turned 15, I was in a rollover. There was seven of us. Steven is going, he's probably going like 70. On, on a dirt, dirt road. road. And it was a, not a good dirt road. The road had a little tiny hump in it. 
so I was going straight. There was no turns when he rolled. Just had a little hump and started going downhill. As soon as he started going downhill, it started fishtailing. And it flipped and started rolling. It rolled a few times and crushed the truck flat. There was seven of us in the truck. And you guys were in the bed of the truck. Yeah, me and three of my cousins were in the bed. I wrecked my pedal bike going down a steep driveway. And like fell, smashed my head on the concrete. Was unconscious for like 20 minutes. And then they take me to the hospital and say that I've got three internal brain he hemorrhages. Dang. So they're like, we can't do anything for him here. So they life flighted me to another hospital, like an hour and a half away. All the doctors said I was like lucky to be alive and not a vegetable. But they didn't even do anything other than radiate the shit out of me with CT scans. They didn't do anything to relieve the pressure or anything? They thought they were going to have to drill into my skull and relieve the pressure. But they just kept monitoring me. It was like three to four times a day I got a CAT scan. Do you remember being in the helicopter? Yeah. I remember, I actually listened to this on another story. I thought another person said it was, I thought it was pretty funny. They load me into the helicopter, and then when we land, they unload me and rush me into the into the new hospital. I'm wearing my favorite Spider-Man t-shirt. I'm only like nine. I got this t-shirt at the DI, or at a, a secondhand store in Oregon when we were on a family trip. And they just start cutting it open. Cut it straight up my sternum, cut the shirt off. And I'm like, what the freak? You could have just asked me to take it off. Like, that's my favorite shirt. You just cut it. <laughs> Ruined it. When that's we what was I was in thinking. the rollover, and all my cousins were staying at my house, so all the clothes they were all wearing were mine. So I got, my whole wardrobe was cut up. We <laughs> <laughs> went snowboarding with one of my cousins, Lance, and he busted his back and his arm and some ribs. And right before that, he bought all this new snow gear, and they cut all of it off. Dang, that's expensive. Yeah, he way overshot his jump and landed on his back. I was with, so there was a few of us there, but I was with Dano on a different run that night. And JJ was with Lance that night. So I didn't watch him wipe out, but... And I took Lance's younger brother years later, and he wiped out and concussed on the side of the hill and <laughs> pissed himself all over the hill. <laughs> Like, when I got I up to him, he too. was seasoned. Oh, when they finally moved him, there's just this big yellow ring because just let everything go. They took him down to the hill, and he didn't even know what was going on, who the president was. They were like, who's the president? It was Trump at the time, I think. He's yeah. like, George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> we try to ask him, who are you going forward on? Who uh, are you trying to marry? I'm not telling you. <laughs> but... <laughs> he doesn't tell us. But then by the time the amb ambulance came, they came from in the valley it took him forever to get up there he had come to enough that um he was able to deny the ambulance deny the ambulance i went one run down it was on that first run down he wiped out and i was a driver up there so i had to take him back i didn't even get a snowboard that day <laughs> i go like halfway down and then i go down like as fast as i can just to get back down to him to like make sure everything's good and then i have to drive him down to darren's office Family doctor. Which we didn't even go to the office. We just went to someone's birthday party to find him. <laughs> he just looks him over. Nah, I think he's good. Just go get some sleep. <laughs> or go lay. Go, go get, get some sleep. Go get after like, concussion. Go get. Go lay down and just be watched. Dang, he doesn't. Have you ever had like a, a concussion? Doctor. 
think so. Yeah, that time I smashed my head, I, I had a bad concussion. Like, bad. I was throwing up for days straight. It was the worst thing. I couldn't keep Dang. anything down. They give me a throw-up bucket. It's probably like two gallons, and I'm filling it up all the time. Because they just keep feeding me, trying to keep liquids down. I'm just throwing everything up. I just can't keep anything down. Wow. That sounds rough. I sat in the hospital for a week. I didn't know that was a thing with concussions. Yeah. You yeah, throw say if you head injuries, you throw up a lot. When I had my concussion, I didn't throw up. but It I, takes a pretty I, severe I, concussion, I think. I've hit my head a lot of times, but I don't think I've gotten a concussion. Which there's a lot of levels of concussions. There's pretty minor ones, and then there's some pretty severe ones. I remember when I was like four years old, before I even went to any school or anything, I was at my grandma's house, and I slip on some ice, and then I black out, and I wake up, and there's like ten people above me just staring at me, being like, are you okay? That's what happened to me when I swiped out. I wiped out the bottom of the hill. And when someone has a head, back, neck injury, you're not supposed to touch them. Like you need to do proper movement to keep their spine straight and strap them down. But I got moved up to the top of the hill. When I came to, it was because I heard ambulance sirens. I wake up and I'm literally like surrounded by people. I can't see like any daylight almost, even though it's the middle of the day in September, just because there's people like all over me. I remember at my grandma's neighbor house. kids, just random people. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma's house. My grandma had a a tree house, and I used to climb outside of the window and get on top of the roof of the tree house. I remember just waking up. My little brother's waking me up. It's time to go. <laughs> and I'm laying on the ground. <laughs> just think you're taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> on the ground. Dang, I wonder how long you was sitting there. I don't know, but I had a huge bruise on my arm where probably where I landed. <laughs> Other than that head concussion, I haven't had any major s- injuries. I got trampled by cows, but I didn't... Oh, that was scary. I didn't um, get knocked out or anything. Full heifers? Yeah, full... full no, not heifers. They he- were cows. They were mom cows. And I think this is a, this one had horns on it. This one was a mean one. It seemed like for three years in a row, that cow would just trample everybody, jump over the fence, and run away. Those are the <laughs> ones you eat. I got trampled... Well, I got hit by cows twice one time i got trampled and the other time i gra- wrapped around its neck and I jumped out of the way <laughs> yeah and it was just running around the pen dragging me <laughs> i didn't want to let go because then it would have stomped on me because i was underneath the cow holding on to its neck while it was running just dragging so i could i couldn't let go and finally it stopped long enough for me to let go but i hurt to get stomped by him yeah freaking stomped on my face <laughs> He had a big black eye. I think like, a bloody lip. Freak. Luckily, the ground was all Softer. soft because the cows were running on it all day. But I was trying to push some cows up into the the chute, the chute so they could preg check them. And I was holding them all there, and there was all there was tight into a a corner. And Stephen was supposed to jump down and shut the gate, and he was too scared <laughs> to shut the gate, and I couldn't get to the gate freaking steven so i was just sitting there <laughs> holding the cows there like trying not to let any of them escape and they was just too riled up because they there's they just got separated from their calves so they was pretty um pretty riled up and they just they couldn't hold them forever steven wouldn't get that gate they realized that you weren't that big yeah 
They realized there was more of them than you. I'm pretty sure they I think that same my, cow got Jeremiah too. Pretty sure my ribs got broken because they're they're all caved in on one side. So my chest is uneven now, but I got my foot ran over by a car once. I get up to an intersection and then I'm gonna cross the street. There's a car gonna turn right. So I'm like, I get off my bike because I was taught like you should cross the street walking your bike. So I get off my bike. I look at the guy. He looks at me. I have the right of way because they have a red light. So I start going. He turns right. His mirror grabs my bike pulls it down and it grabs my leg and pulls my leg under and then his back tire runs over my foot then he makes his turn he slows down because he realizes what happened then he just speeds off <laughs> what a douche <laughs> i was riding a skateboard once and got hit by a car i crawl onto the sidewalk because he hit me i was just going the guy had a stop sign i seen the car coming but i seen the stop sign so i thought he was gonna stop so i kept skating going to the intersection he slams into me I fall into the road and crawl into the sidewalk and they just drive off. <laughs> One time I was riding my pedal bike. We're on the road and my brother's next to me on his pedal bike. And I'm ahead of him, so I'm looking back. I'm like, hot loser, I'm winning. Soon as I finish saying that, bam, I slam into the back of a parked car. Hard, <laughs> freaking hard. Boom! <laughs> freaking hard. I seen a video of a guy went through a car window doing that. Oh, yeah, I saw that. One time when at Woods Cross, I don't know whose dog it was. I think it was the, the Peruvians that lived there. But it was this new puppy that I thought was super cool. So I was all playing with it forever. And I crossed the highway. And I'm trying to get the puppy to come come to me because it, it ran out into the road. And then it gets hit by a car. <laughs> Holy cow. It starts rolling, rolls to the side of the road. I run over to it and I'm all petting it like asking are you okay it's just bleeding out of its ears <laughs> just, it's just dying in front of you yeah i was trying Dang. to get it to stand up and everything i was i don't know how old i was but i was pretty young that's sad i was driving on 40 i watch a dog jump out of the back of a truck they're going like 60 it hits the the pavement just starts like sliding because it's still going 60 Dang. the truck realizes what happened so it pulls over and the dog's still just sliding down the road I was driving, rubbed all of its skin off I was driving on 40 I, this is kind of another um, like manifestation thing all winter I see a new dead deer on the side of the road but I've never seen anybody hit a deer I was like I wonder when all these deers are getting hit I wonder if I, if anyone ever sees a deer get hit by another car coming and that same night I'm driving oncoming cars coming a deer jumps out in front of him and totals that car <laughs> <laughs> the same night I was thinking about it. The universe puts things in place. Joe's like, I want to see a deer get hit. And the universe is like, I, I got you. Dude, it'd be interesting to see one get hit by a semi. I seen one get hit by a semi, an oncoming semi, and a car. So the semi was right next to Park Valley. Did it just blow it up? Supposedly it just, just blows them up. Yeah, it just splatters it. Pop. It's what it looks like. Every freaking time, murder scene on the highway. Every time that happens, I'm just like, you better not swerve into my lane. That would suck. People don't realize their first instinct is to swerve, and they don't check what they're swerving into. Yeah. yeah. What's a conspiracy that you hope is true? Like, Joe Rogan always says that he's so fascinated by aliens because he wants it to be true, but he doesn't believe it. 
So, and this isn't about a conspiracy, but my dad always told me that he just believes stuff because he wants it to be true. Like, I always stuck with me, like, you can just choose to believe something just because you want it to be true. It just fit into your life, yeah. I guess. I think that's how a lot of people kind of control and decide their life is just because that's what they've decided they want to be true. Yeah. I think it advanced civilization prior, like... I think, like, Atlantis, if we ever... If Atlantis is, like, in the ocean and you discover Atlantis, that'd be cool. I think any kind of advanced civilization, like, with the pyramids or anything, the thing that's all that like, stuff would be cool if it was true. Like, it, you can't find anything from ancient times. Like, they're... So, like, most of their stuff's just pots and carvings. Like, they don't have plastic. They don't have all this other, like, automobiles or machinery that you don't find. I heard a podcast with um, Aubrey Marcus where he had somebody on that claimed that they were they can remember their past lives, and he says, "I don't know, I don't really believe that he could, but it's just interesting what he said." But he says that ancient civilizations were more advanced in meditation and spiritual spirituality rather than like technology. Technology, yeah. So they more advanced in a different way. Some people. Probably a different way that... Where you can manipulate, like, gravity. Yeah, like they said, the, the pyramids were built with sound. Yeah. Sound waves were levitating the building blocks. Going off of what you were saying with Aubrey Marcus and his guest who said he could remember his past life. Do you guys believe in reincarnation? That past lives is a, a thing? Um... In a sense, like, I don't think I lived another life on this earth, but there, I think we all lived, I think we all lived different lives. You don't think you lived a prior life on this earth? I don't know. I'd like to think that I did and will, but I don't necessarily believe it, like, to be fact. Like, I want that, I do want that to be true, but I don't, like, that's not a belief of mine. You guys both were brought up to believe that, like, this is the life. Yeah. On this earth. Yeah. And then there's a life after this earth. And or after this life, but it's in. And there's a life before this earth. Before this life. But there's not multiple lives on this earth. Yeah. Which we we all have almost the same background and beliefs of the way we were brought up, which we haven't mentioned on this podcast, but we we're all brought up with Mormon beliefs. And I think the majority of Mormons believe that, you know, there's a, a pre-life in heaven and then, and then there's your worldly life on earth and then another life in heaven again if you you make it but i was taught by my dad that and he got it from some doctrines and stuff and studying that that we lived multiple lives on this earth so that's kind of how i grew up thinking this whole time i don't know if it's like we live multiples like over and over and over again but i kind of lean more towards i don't see why you know we can't live another life on this earth or we haven't lived another life on this earth but i don't necessarily think you're gonna live another life on this earth i think there's so many places you could go so many things that could happen after i had this crazy dream that i was a hill <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was a a grassy hill right next to a forest and it was just like super peaceful and time was all at the same time like it wasn't linear it was just a pool of time. I could experience time 
in whatever order I wanted. Like it could be nighttime or day, whenever I wanted, or it'd be summer or autumn or whatever. And it was just, there was years just happening all back and forth at the same time. Almost just a giant cesspool of time that you could be at any part of that any time. I was at all parts at the same time. That's cool. It's crazy. That's crazy. And it was weird to be a heel because nothing, there was like no worries. It's so weird, but it was pretty awesome. The more I kind of get into spirituality, I kind of, you know, lean a lot more towards believing that everything is just a big ball, you know? We're all part of the same thing. We're all same energy filled. I don't want to, you know, get into it more and have a better understanding. But yeah, like when you die, you're just back into the energy filled. And maybe you're in the energy field and you decide, you know, which is weird. Maybe I'll give like, the earthly life a shot again. <laughs> it's kind of a little fun. Like a choice that you can make. Maybe. It's weird how, like, they do the embalming so your body can't decompose into the soil and be beneficial to the soil. It's just like poisoning the ground right there. So, and I was going to bring this up when we started talking about it. That led into it perfectly, but I saw this video on Facebook the other day of this company that's developing this way to burial like your your past loved ones where you bring them in they wash them and they pretty much put them in this box of like hay and some bacteria and stuff to speed up the decomposing process and they say within a few years that like this whole box just becomes they said it was like 50 bags of soil and then you just get the soil and They put like five pound bags that you can give to people and then you can just plant the rest of your soil and if you don't want the soil they just go spread it out in the forest which they were saying um i'll try to find it and send it to you guys it's kind of cool when they even do the uh cremations then they the body's embalmed with the cremations well they say they they still formaldehyde it why i don't know there's an episode there's some podcast someone was talking about formaldehyde kind of started with getting these bodies back after war yeah overseas back over without you know rotting and then it's just turned into a business and then this company like pat not patented it but marketed it that you want to do that i don't want to do that which i was going to ask you guys like how would you see yourselves going out like how not how are you gonna die but like after what would you want done with your remains like traditional put in a cement box and a burial plot so people could come back and remember you every time. I'm just going to let whoever my loved ones are decide because it's not going to matter to me. I kind of think you can choose and tell your loved ones to do what you want with it. I don't want to be just stuffed in a concrete box to sit there forever. I'd rather be turned into soil or ashes and have like a... Be regenerated into that. Yeah, be regenerated. I want to like... Have a big plant of soil that's pretty much my remains that be been decomposed and like have a sapling planted on the piece of land that Which we, needs to be stayed in my family forever and to turn into this giant oak tree that we talked about this be before where we were saying um we would save a funding and then choose a place for them to spread the ashes and fund it anywhere in the world remember that 
think I remember a little bit. Yeah. Just give them like a family trip to go spread your ashes somewhere. Yeah, instead of and spending all this money on a big funeral and all the costs of that, just take some ashes and go spread it over somewhere. I don't know. I definitely don't want to be in a concrete box just to sit there forever. I want to get put back into the earth somehow, which I definitely lean more towards just big, strong, like, oak tree or something planted with me, so I'm just... Would you want people to know what tree it was or just some random tree? I could care less, honestly. Um, eventually, it's going to get forgotten, but, you know, for at least the next generation or two after me, my family and loved ones, you know, they're the ones who planted it. They should know. And I want it to, I hope it's on a piece of land that I own, you know, maybe on the top of a hill. There's just this big tree that's me and great grandkids, and they can just be like, oh, that's Grandpa Brigham. That's Put a swing Brigham on tree. it or something. Like, why do we call that the Brigham tree? Three or four generations down the line. I'm sure it'll get forgotten about, but oh wells. It'll just be a legend in your family. Yeah. Be kind of cool. Or next best scenario, put me on a boat, shoot, an arrow, shoot a it. flaming arrow onto me. When Brigham built his dad's casket, it looked kind of like a Viking ship. He sends me a picture of it. Like now you gotta float him down the river and shoot an arrow through it, <laughs> a burning arrow. I don't know. I'm just super turned off by the idea of traditional burial services, yeah. or at least nowadays traditionals. I don't want to be in a crowded graveyard. That'd be lame. For sure not. But the thing is, it's there's so much rules against it. Against the way that used to be like, you can't burn them in there. There's just so much rules yeah. against burial stuff. Like, I don't know how... I don't even think it's that easy to just be planted, like, be buried here on your land. I don't think you could do that. I think you can. Trump did it. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he buried his wife on his golf course, and now it's deemed a... Um, uh, a graveyard, graveyard, and now it's non-taxable. Wow. I'm sure there was probably a bunch of loopholes you had to jump through. Yeah, but now that land that she's buried on is untaxable. Dang, Dang. that's cool. How much? Just the square plot she's on? I don't know how much of the land is. Just probably however much she deemed as the cemetery. But there's people that were upset about him doing that, saying that's just a, a loophole for a non A tax taxes. scheme. But... He didn't set up the, the rule. He just used it. Yeah. I'll tell you a big tax scheme. Churches. Ah, uh, yeah. Like the LDS church. They fucking three Multi-hundred billion dollar untaxed organization. Dang. And they're the largest landholder in the country, I think. They outbid Bill Gates on a piece of land. That's crazy. Which Bill Gates that. isn't even... I'd rather have the Mormon church on it than Bill Gates. I would though. too. Yeah. But it still makes you wonder what they're trying to do with all this land. Well, they out. have their own food supply. They have a meat plant. They have grain. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. They have a ton of farms. They do. I would rather have Bill Ga- or the LDS church on it than Bill Gates. Bill Gates, crazy how he's kind of been topped... He's like... I know, Bill Gates used to he, seem like he was a top for the longest time. He was time. the richest man in the world, him and Warren Buffett. Now they've both been tops, like, several times over. Yeah. Who's it now? Elon? Yeah. It it fluctuates all the time. I was hearing some stuff online. I don't know how true it is, but a lot of people spect- speculate that Vladimir Putin's actually the richest man on Earth. But it's just 
on. But they say corporations are richer than them. Oh, like, for sure. Like, like um, the Indians that just all their wealth are just accumulated into one pot. Some of the the royalty Indians. In You're India. talking like India or Dubai. Yeah. Dubai or India. In Dubai. Yeah. I can't remember which place it was. Sorry, Dubai. The Emirates. The Emirates. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Dubai. Which, that's one thing with money, is it is definitely easier to grow and compound with multiple supplies and forces involved. Yeah. What's an actionable item for this week? I'd say meditation. Yeah, that's a good one. I think we've kind of mentioned in the last few episodes too. Is I'm going to meditate on my vision board. Which I think meditation go multiple ways. I, we can meditate for manifestation and manifesting what we want. But I think also just meditating to control your your brain and your thoughts is a good yeah a good practice as well. So and I think we can do, um, well, what, something I'm probably going to try to do is write a list every day of like a gratitude list maybe five ten things and just have it different each day which i think you know as we continue this journey because that's still part of the theme right you know we're bringing you all along on our path to success and you know being the best we can be but there's gonna be multiple things that we uncover and find out to be good things to implement into our daily lives. Also, our previous um, actionable items we're still doing not not every single day. Like our cold immersion, um, I'm just doing cold showers now because I can't do cold plunge anymore unless I go get ice every day, which I'm not gonna do as of now. So still I'm implementing that, and our vision board is something ongoing. That, something that you can change all the time, but. It's something we'll be using still. This, as for the weeks to come, we'll still be doing them. And now we're just adding a new one. So we're gonna implement um, one on the podcast that we hope you all come along with, and you know that'll be the focus. But there may be multiple things that we instill in the episode that we think we're gonna try to do. And we probably won't keep every actionable item because we're gonna do one every week. We'll. We'll keep the ones that we feel are pretty beneficial. Well, and a lot of these things are things that should just be designed to be implemented throughout, you know, your life. Whether it's daily, weekly, or just something that you should try to do. Yeah. So working out, meditating, cold plunges, you know, manifesting. It's all to become better people. To be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. In all aspects, spirituality, wealth, relationships, all of it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, How about you all try to meditate with us this week? And if you wish to, go and subscribe to our podcast and rate us five stars if you enjoyed listening to us. And questions and comments, let us know what you liked, what we can improve on. And even if you have ideas of bettering. Just feedback and we'll try to communicate back and, and build a little bit of a community here. If you have ideas for actionable items, then send them in the comments. I think you can comment on these. I don't know. <laughs> Tune we'll in next week. Producer.